After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, they tell you what they know, deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, the podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. I'm Deuce Mason alongside Morgan Reagan. Hey, doing Mo? I am fantastic this off season. Thanks for asking. You know it's peak off season when the preseason schedule comes out and we start going. Oh, it's almost here. Wait, that's not what we're breaking down today. No, it's not. Oh. But we should know, with the start of the preseason means the return of Night Chats. We'll be live doing podcasts after every single Kings game this year, preseason, regular season, and playoffs. Play- oh, I love hopefully. the sound of that. No, not even hopefully. Don't even knock on wood. It's there. It's good. We're good. Uh, but before we get to today's conversation, the biggest thing you could do to help our channel grow is make sure to give us a five-star review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars. If you're on the Apple Podcast Store, you could do the same thing. All it does is allow more Kings and NBA fans around the world to consume and check out our podcast. Today's conversation is a fun one. It's with one of our favorites, Kingsguard Davion Mitchell. We talked about the Kings Warrior series. Mm-hmm. We talked about his offseason, including some tweaks he made with the shot working out with Steph Curry's shooting coach. Yes. And he talked, he broke it all down for us, too. Oh, but not only that, he also shared his zodiac sign. Yes, Morgan was really <laughs> excited about that. So enjoy this conversation with the one and only Davion Mitchell. We caught up with him at around this time last year. Yeah. Kings point guard Davion Mitchell. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. Just uh, ready for the season to start, but I'm good. You know, it's funny. Last year when we talked to you, the, the thing you mentioned is like, hey, I want to be a part of the team that ends the playoff drought. And right. you guys were able to do that. What, what was that experience like last year? Yeah, man, I think... Uh, I mean, from the jump, like start of training camp, I thought like it was already a, I think it was easily we was going to make the playoffs. Uh, uh-huh. Just from the jump, like the energy that came in, uh, Mike Brown did a really good job of organizing everything. Um, he pushed us. Uh, we all pushed each other. We all took it seriously because 
we all know we have one goal. We all know we all know it's like an elephant in the room where we need to make the playoffs. And basically, I feel like the whole city was kind of like under pressure. Like the Kings got to make the playoffs this year. We made all these trades. We got a new coaching staff. So it was just it was just a good feeling just to come in and have a really good season, uh, make really good connections, uh, really build a really good bond with my teammates, and and try to run it back next year. Try to do big, bigger and better things next year. Yeah, that was. I mean, the amount of times that I think we throw around the word culture in the NBA and and just in sports in general, like you got to have a good culture. It just seemed like from afar, you guys had this great culture being built. You guys all liked each other on and off the court. What made that group so special? I mean, I think just the people that I think Moxie put around each other. Uh, I think we all had a really good connection. Um, everyone loved the game of basketball. Everyone loves to win. I feel like there was no selfish players on the team. Um, I mean, even though that Fox is a bonus, they could, they're so good. They can be selfish, but they, they sacrifice their game. They sacrifice passing the ball, getting assists and doing the little things, uh, just, just for us to win. And I think that really helped us. And it showed us that, man, that if they can do the little things, we got to do the little things too, because they're the star players. So I think that helped us a lot. Uh, just the, the sacrifice. And, uh, like, like you said, just, just a, a really good culture. Yeah, you're talking about like with Fox and Sabonis too. I, you know, Mike Brown had mentioned like the the fact that those two guys let him coach them hard allowed him to coach everybody on the team. Like like how important it was that last year that that Mike Brown was able to be just as hard on De'Aaron and Sabonis as you know everyone on, on the team. Um, I just I think it just showed that. Uh, that he just hold everyone accountable. Um, I think that he kind of – I think he was harder on them to make us better because, I mean, without them, I think that – I'm sorry. It's a motorcycle that's really loud. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, you're fine, but, Davion. Yeah, but I just think that – I just think that – yes, thank you. I just think that uh, him holding them accountable just showed that, man, how, how locked in he was. I mean, even though he – the little things they could have done, like turned the ball over – I mean, they're the star players. They they can do that, but no, he held them more accountable than, than anybody else, and it just showed that man. Like, we can really trust in Mike Brown. Um, he's not gonna show favoritism. He's not gonna do anything like that. He just wants to win, just like everyone else. So, if you got the coach coaches doing the same mindset as the players, then I think it's easy to play for someone. That it's it's wild to think about how quickly your guys's offense just started clicking right it started becoming special just so quickly between you guys so, uh, was it because you all just bought in was it the discipline was it the structure what was it that made everything click i just think that um i think coming from a new system i i, I think in the beginning of the training camp it was hard like no one really knew offense no one really knew it was gonna work i remember like Sabon me and Sabonis even having conversations like man like this might not work like this ain't this ain't a really good flow of offense. And then as we start practicing more, as we start getting better, it was like one of the best offenses in the NBA. And he started killing. He started flourishing in the in the offense, and everyone kind of came connected because kind of everyone was touching the ball. Everyone's getting each other open, and we played really fast, so we had a lot of possession. So I think it just made it a lot easier. Like like I said though, like when you when you got players that Fox and Sabonis are really good people who can sacrifice to giving the ball up, um, not taking every shot, even though they can create that shot every single time. Like it's it's kind of easy to play with people like that. It's easy to have a good offense because everyone wants everyone wants to share, everyone wants to basically everyone wants to win. So I feel like it was it came easy to us. 
you mentioned at first maybe some apprehension about the offense. What was like the biggest adjustment for you when learning this new offense? I think for me, it was a struggle just because of uh, coming from a new system. Like, because, you know, my first year, it was a little bit different than my second year. And I think as a, a guard off the bench, um, it kind of it's kind of hard to kind of find that system like the people that starts because you don't really get as many reps in a game. Uh, you get a lot of reps in practice, but, you know, it's different in the game. It's faster. Uh, it's in intensity. Like, you got the crowd. You got everything. It's the pressure. So, it's like it's hard when you when, when you don't get as many reps as a starter to kind of get that system, like, locked in. But over time, um, I, like this year, I think I know the system really well, just being around my teammates, being around the coaches during the summertime, um, just watching film. I think I got a better understanding what what they want out the, out the system, what type of shots they want, what type of – players who can get open um and, and like you said I kind of know our players now like we don't have so many new players where I got to learn their what their strengths and weaknesses are so now everyone everyone knows their strengths and weaknesses so we can get each other like the right shots is going to be is be successful for the team so I think that was just the hardest adjustment um just not having so many reps but I think I learned it now I think that's one of the coolest things that we get to see you guys do is kind of run it back with a lot of the same guys and that continuity sure. and how much that really is going to benefit all of you. And I'm sure, you know, you felt a little bit of that in college. How how important is that going to be, you know, not only with the offense that we keep talking about, but with the defense as well? Yeah, I mean, I just think that the, the best teams are is, is, is based off the chemistry. Um, you see, like, the teams that win championships in the past couple of years, you had the Warriors has a really strong chemistry. You got the Denver has a really strong chemistry. Like they've been playing with each other over time. Like they know each other's what they're, what they're best at. And it's hard. And I would say like the harder teams is kind of making all these trades and getting all these star players. They're not going to win championships, but I think it'll, be, it'll make it harder just because they don't really know each other that well. I mean, they can, they can play pickup with each other, but they had, they didn't really go through the fire with each other. Like they didn't lose with each other. So I just think that it's it's harder when, when you got new people, new faces all the time. And we got a couple new faces, but I think he'll adjust really well. Um, like Sasha, he's a Euro MVP. I think he'll adjust really well. He's a pro before. Um, he shoots the ball really well. Somebody got that's really going to help our system really well. And you got the rookies that are coming in that's learning. Um, I think that's going to that's gonna make us jump. And then you got a, a rim protector, Nerlis Noel, who can, who can play defensively, and that's going to make us stronger defensively on that end, blocking shots and, and, and changing things at the rim. So I think that was kind of one of our weaknesses too, just the, the things at the rim. But I think that, uh, man, we, I think Monty and, and the Kings organization did a really good job of just putting us together and just keeping us together. Um, and I think that we, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of potential. You know, we've been talking about the defense too, and there were just moments last year where you're like, Oh, okay. It's coming together. In fact, like mm -hmm. you guys were a better defensive team on the road compared to at home. And then even in the playoffs, I felt like, okay, like it seems like it's coming together. What's it going to take for you guys to take that jump as a, as a team defensively? Like, do, do you think you guys can get into like the top 15 as a defensive team in the league? I think we kind of, uh, I think we based it off our offense. I think we kind of relied on our offense a little bit, knowing that we got the best offense in the NBA. We're the fastest and we can score the ball really well. We kind of didn't really take that side very seriously. And I think that this year, I mean, knowing that we lost in the first round of Game 7 because Steph Curry did a really good job scoring the basketball, that if we were just a little bit locked in defensively, we wouldn't even got to that position. We could have maybe even put one Game 3 or Game 4, you know what I'm saying? It would have been just an easier series if we would have kind of just been really good defensively. So I think we, we got a, a better understanding now that, yes, we can score the ball, but we got to be able to stop people to actually 
to actually win for real. I mean, the regular season is a little bit – you can kind of win in a regular season with just offense. Uh, you'll get by. You'll make the playoffs just because if you have a really good offense, usually that's what happens. You'll win a, a lot of games because a lot of people don't really play that much defense in the regular season. But when it comes down to the playoffs, I mean, experiencing it, it just shows that who can really guard is really going to be the team that wins, honestly, in the, in the chemistry, like I said. So – I think we got a better understanding now. And sticking to the defense a little bit, because I remember when we had you on last year, Davion, we mm-hmm. were talking about you defensively, and you totally went off about how I just need to become better off ball. Sometimes I'm ball watching. How would you say that you've done since then? And do you feel like you're even a better defender now mm-hmm. than you were even this last season? I mean, I think I'm a more smarter defender. Um, I think that um, Mike Brown has really challenged me to just be better off the ball because, I mean, I'm going to be guarding usually the best players, and sometimes they're not on the ball. Sometimes they're the shooting guard. Sometimes on the small four where I got to be able to be able to lock in off the ball. And I think he challenged me every time we he's in, in the facility and he sees us actually playing. He t- always tells me, don't guard Fox, guard someone off the ball. I'm saying because it it challenges me because, you know, on the ball, it's kind of it's fun to me. It comes easy and off the ball. You kind of get lost. You kind of sleep on plays. It's like, all right, you got to lock in. So he challenged me, man. I think this was making me a smarter defender Um, and also just watching other people um, like watching guys like off the ball, like Drew Holiday and those guys like that. I mean, you know, I still watch film. So, you know, it's, it's, it's become easier and easier. Yeah. What do you what do you think the key is to becoming like a really good off ball defender? He is. I think a lot. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with um, something that I really can't control is my length and, and my height a little bit. Um, I think that's what a lot. I mean, that's not the main reason. It was also just be engaged, be able to talk, know what positions you got to be in, be in the right spots at all positions. Like also be able to talk to your teammates to put them in the right positions. Um, you're not you're not really out there by yourself as a whole group. So you got to kind of got to be that. That quarterback, especially if you're a defender, you got to be that quarterback off there, out there just to tell him, yo, like, be the tag man or, like, I got to stick with the shooter, so you be the tag man. You don't really have a good shooter, so you be the tag man. Uh, like, let's switch because this ball screen, he's rolling to a big, and I and he's too big, so let's switch. I go to the guard, and you're bigger than me. So it's just a little thing like that um, that you got to kind of lock into. And I think that, I mean, if you fall asleep a lot, a guy that falls asleep is really about uh, a bad – off-ball defender, and I used to do that my rookie year, so they used to try to pick on me too off the ball. But I kind of got better at it. <laughs> Davion, I want to I want to talk about the playoffs because I, I don't think any of us will ever forget that first playoff game, mm. game one, and the fans are on their feet going wild twenty five minutes before tip off. What was it like running through that tunnel? Man, I think. When I first went out there, it kind of gave me chills because it was just so many people. Everyone was so crazy. Uh, that was probably, like, the most nervous I ever been. I, I wouldn't even plan yet. It was just, like, the game was about to happen. Uh, everyone expecting us to win. Um, it's so many people. We kind of have to win. We can't let them down. So that was kind of our mindset, man. And it was just a, a fun game, a fun experience that – I mean, I think every game was like that in the playoffs. It wasn't even just game one. It was, like, all the way – Game six, game seven, like even in the – I feel like the Warriors' place was not as loud as us, but like every time we play home, it was it was electric for sure. And and, and we got to keep doing it. We got to keep running it back every year. What was the biggest difference between the regular season and playoffs for you? I think uh, defensively, uh, defensively I would say that refs kind of tend to, to let things go by a little bit and it makes it 
it makes it better for me because I'm a physical defender. So like the ticky tack fouls, you're not they're not really calling that um, because it's like a more of like it's they just they just not calling it, and I think that's what makes it fun because it's actually I feel like it's more real basketball a little bit. Yeah. Because like there's so many people in the league who are really good at just drawing fouls. Like if you if they call the same way in the regular season, in the playoffs, the, I think the playoffs wouldn't even be fun. It's fun to watch because it would be so many free throws. You know what I'm saying? So like that's why I think it's it's like a completely different ball game. It's like not even close. Like it's like to a point where it's like, man, like it's like one side is like college basketball and one side is like NBA. That's the comparison I'm looking at. Like, cause they call so many ticky tack fouls in the regular season. And then when you get to the playoffs, it's like when someone's trying to throw their head and, and shoot the ball, they look crazy because they because <laughs> they don't they're not calling it. Yeah. So it's like it's I think defensively that's the that's the difference. But offensively, I think that it's just it's harder to score. I mean, you playing them seven, you playing them, you got to beat them four times. It is. It's harder to score. I think the game one and game two, you're all right. Like you kind of get comfortable. You kind of figure out what their game plan is, and then after that, it's kind of like it's a, it's a battle. Like whoever gets, whoever makes the most shots, whoever I mean has the best creators, and whoever gets more stops. And it's like it ain't really like. I think also, and it also I think offensively, there's a lot of like what Steve Kerr did to us. I think he changed the game plan a lot. He realized that that um they were really good in the game one and game two with kind of like Sabonis and HB, and then he ended up playing, because Sabonis wasn't shooting three really well, so, and then he ended up changing the game plan, it kind of went smaller, some kind of made us more run more, and it kind of got tired out Sabonis, I think, a little bit, and that's why Mike Brown made changes, and he made trades to five, and it made it hard for them to guard, because now they can't really play in the drop, they got to switch to Trey his shots, you know what I'm saying, so I think a lot of the game planning, like, throughout the whole series is the the best part of it, and I think that's the big difference. You know, in the regular season, they don't really like they don't really do any many game plans. You keep scoring, you're gonna keep scoring. You know what I'm saying? It's really ain't really that important, I think, for for coaches. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, yeah. You're, you're talking about game one and the emotions. You know, the game that I love the most, I think, in that series, game yeah. six. Oh. Game six, dude, on the road, mm -hmm. going into that building. I walked out of that building. Oh. I felt Kings like winning game yeah. seven. I felt, <laughs> I like, felt like that a was, player. <laughs> it's so hard to win on the road, especially in the playoffs. And you guys, sure. you guys were in a must-win that game. That yeah. what, was there a game that jumps out to you, or, or what do you think about that game six? I think game six were. I kind of figured we was gonna win just because how comfortable they were gonna be. You know what I'm saying like they was at their own place. They they was kind of expected to win. Like they, I think they went in their mindset of like, all right, we about to win. We're going yeah. to the next series. Like, and I think we came out and kind of just hit them in the mouth and they couldn't really get back, you know what I'm saying? And then I think that's when game six is when we start making that, really that, that when Mike Brown made that game that game plan where he started putting Trey to five and Trey started playing really well at the five and I think that really helped us. And also, I mean, that's why game seven, it was a little bit different because he kind of, Steve Kerr kind of playing for that, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. but I, I kind of figured we was going to win that game. I think that that game was like probably the easiest game of the series in my opinion. Wow. Like people say it was a must win, but I was like, all right, like it's a must win for us. But in their heads, they're thinking like, all right, we're going to win this game easily. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, and I, I think it was meant to have a game seven. Like it was just a, a fun experience though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about, right? Is like getting that experience and being able to build off that, but also experiencing the, the emotions, the heartbreak. The, uh, how long did it take you to get over that series and or are you even over it yeah i mean i think after after uh after the game i mean after the game i think 
that night, I, you just kind of get over it a little bit. I mean, because you can't really do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you play the game. He, Steph Curry had a amazing performance, um, a historical form, performance that everyone's going to remember. Like, you can't really you can't really get mad at that. I mean, because we're going against the defending champs. They got a lot of experience. It's our first time there. And, I mean, of course, we wanted to win. I mean, we thought we could win. And then I, I just feel like after the game, we was kind of like, all right, like, on to next year. Like, we know that we experienced this. We know we can't miss it. We know what we got to do to be better. Um, and and we're going to be a lot better next year because we experienced this. And you're saying, like, and you got to think about it. They're getting we're, – we're a young team. So, like, we wasn't really – we weren't really that stressed about it. I think that's an older team. So, they're kind of like, all right, they're kind of looking at us. All right, all right, but we got to actually get better to play the Sacramento Kings again because, I mean, they took us to game seven. I'm saying they ain't really – they didn't beat us in five. They took us a game seven. And Steph had to have 50 to win. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I feel like we wasn't really that mad about it, to be honest. I wasn't at least. Yeah. I'm curious when you do some reflection on it, like when that series, you know, ends, you're probably thinking about not only the series, how it ended, the regular season. What's going through your mind? Are you like, do you have a thought of, all right, I have to do this better next year if I'm going to take this next step? Like, what what jumps to your mind? I mean, I think the same thing every year, uh, just being a better shooter. Um, I think that that if I was a better shooter, I would have been on the floor more. You know what I'm saying? Like, just game yeah. six and game seven. So, I think that that's kind of been the emphasis. Um, I mean, I think that even the, end of the day after the game, I was kind of like, all right, like, I got to focus on this like throughout the whole summer, like talk to the best shooter coaches. Like now I work out with uh, Brandon Payne, the same guy that works out Steph. So it was like, now I'm getting pointers from Steph, talking to Steph about like, yo, how do you, like what makes you a great shooter? Like, how do you breathe? Like, what are your, what are you looking at? Like different questions like that, just picking his brain that I actually picked his brain the other day. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause the one thing about it as a shooter, you gotta, gotta be relaxed. And I was never relaxed when I shoot until, until I started to work out with Brandon Payne. He started telling me to relax when I shoot. And I didn't really know how to do that. And he was kind of explaining, like, you just got to breathe. Like, and then, you know, when I was shooting, I was realized, like, dang, I really don't breathe. I kind of, like, hold my breath and I'm not really relaxed. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of, like, tensed up the whole time. Because I'm already, like, a I'm already like a twitchy guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, strong, twitchy. So I'm already, like, tight. But as you breathe when you shoot, it makes it easier. It makes it more softer. And I asked Steph the other day, like, how do you breathe? Because it's harder for me to breathe through my nose when I shoot. I breathe through my mouth. But he breathed through his nose. And I was also asking, like, why did he look at the ball when he shoot? Like, it's it's just a little different things like that that makes me want to become a better shooter. And I knew if I was a better shooter, I would have been on the floor. So I, after that game, I was like, I got to become a better shooter so I can be in those situations where I'm in the game most of the time because I think I'm the best defender. So I got to be able to guard people like Steph. Uh, so he won't. So if that fit, if he does get 50, it's a harder 50. Or I mean, you can't really stop Stephen Curry. It ain't possible. But you can make it a little bit harder on him. I mean, I think that, yeah. I think that's what kind of my mindset was. This is, it's so, it's so fascinating hearing you talk about the techniques and like just the smallest things, like learning how to breathe when you're actually shooting. So besides the, the breathing, what, what else has been the, the biggest tweak within your shooting fundamentals or your technique? Also, I think that uh, last year when I was shooting, I never squeezed my core. So I was always kind of like bent over when I shot. And then when I was shooting, when I would go up to shoot, I kind of try to get back straight. Um, but I'm so bent over, I'm trying to get back straight. So I'm leaning the whole time. Like I'm like shooting, like it's kind of hard to explain. You have to actually see it. But it's like when I'm leaning over yeah. and I'm trying to shoot back, like my back is kind of like I'm like tight, basically. But now as I shoot, 
I'm like squeezing my core. So now I'm like already straight, straight up and down the whole time. So now when I shoot, it's already, it's like not like a, and I also think that's why I, the arc went so high because when I'm bending over, I'm trying to get back up yep. and I'm, I'm squeezing like this. So I'm shooting the ball like this. So like when I squeeze my core now, I'm kind of like shooting it a straight ball. Like I, I do a lot of, this summer, I ain't gonna lie, I've been doing a lot of like technical stuff. Like every time I shoot now, I like have the know on so I can, so it tells me what the arc is every single time. And and now I don't, I don't even count makes now that's above 49. Like now my shot is more 48. It's kind of hard to explain if you don't know the Noah, but it's like 45 is a, a perfect arc. Okay. Like that's, that's, that's the perfect arc. And now my shots are only like 47 and the highest I go is 48. So like now it's like, I'm kind of keeping in that range where it's like 45 to 48 the whole time. Like, and I talked to Brandon, the guy that I work out with. It's like the left or right. There's something called left or right on the Noah. Like, it's so like negative on the negative side. I mean, you miss left. Well, it means you make left and you make right. Hold on, I don't explain this. Yeah. So if it's negative, if it's negative, it means you're shooting left. If it's if it's just regular positive, basically, it means it's right. So now I don't even count shots when I'm making this past negative four or four. I'm saying just little things like that, that yeah. I took from Brandon where he told me, oh, you should do this." And I think it's made me made me a more comfortable and better shooter just because like I don't even count shots as negative five or past five. Even though it goes in, like yeah. it's still you still don't count it because you gotta challenge yourself. You gotta cause mentally it's like, man, I made the shot, like I should go by. But you're also thinking about like you're working out. You know what I'm saying? So it's different. Like you gotta challenge yourself a little bit because it ain't a real really a real game. So you kinda gotta mentally challenge yourself in the workout. So that's what I've been doing like literally the whole summer. Um and I think it's helped me become a better shooter. Like like so much you know it's it's interesting davion because i asked you how we asked you how fast it took you to get over that loss and you're like oh i got over it that night but i don't think you did because no, like, I did, like, man. I'm telling you, no I did. but you say that but you look at what you did you went i if i if i want to be on the floor at the end of games and playoff games mm-hmm. i have to be better and that's right. because of the result of the series, though. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. you yeah, you right internalize that. that. And although you weren't angry about the result of the series because you're like, oh, we can build off this. We can get better. You right. you want to be out there in a game six, right. in a game seven. And that's what's so crazy about this league is, like, we you know, we're talking about the playoffs. And we're like, you got to have a guy like Davion out there or even like a Jared Vanderbilt with the Lakers. We talk about how good you guys are defensively. But in the playoffs, man, they – teams expose yep. your weaknesses like so 100%. hard like all of a sudden 100%. they're like you know what Davion we're not even gonna guard you and then that right. changes everything for the offense and then you have right. to like be honest with yourself reflect and look in the mirror and go all right like if I'm gonna take this next step I have to make some serious changes that's hard to do yeah yeah not only 100%. is that hard to do so how quickly did you meet up with Brandon then <laughs> literally because I end up Literally after, right after, because uh, I end up switching agencies. Yeah. So I, I'm not with CAA no more. I'm with Octagon. And Octagon is agency with Steph Curry. So it kind of, everything happens for a reason. Because, like, I didn't even know Steph Curry with Octagon until I got to Octagon. You know what I'm saying? So literally probably, like, I probably, I went home for, like, a week. Uh, I went home for a week, but I was talking to him. Telling him, like, all right, we're going to start, whatever. Well, my uncle was talking to him. And then after that, it kind of was like uh, when I started working out, I would chat with him a little bit. My uncle would chat with him. And then when I got to Atlanta, that's when I really started working out with him. I worked out with him for a week um, just to see how things go, like a week straight or whatever. And then after that, it was kind of like we kept in contact. Like even if I'm not with even if I'm not with him, he send me like send me different workouts to do. He'd tell me like 
all right, make sure you focus on this. You know, make sure you focus on this. Just to talk to him because I know I ain't always be with him because, I mean, he's always the stuff, so I ain't really going to yeah. always be with him. But when he's in town, like close to California, I'll, go to, I'll probably go to San Francisco one of these days just to work out and just to get connected back in. Um, but we kind of been in contact literally like the whole summer a little bit. And I know you play a lot too. It's not just like in the gym working yeah. on your shot. Mm-hmm. So when you're out playing, you're playing pickup, are you seeing the results with your shot? Like, are you going, oh, this is this is a big time change? So it's difficult with that. I like only played, I played in, I played in Spain. We played pickup. I usually don't play a lot of pickup just because okay. a lot of people don't really play for real, and it kind of just be like a little bit just iso ball. Like mm. I always like playing pickup when like coaches are watching, because like people play for real. Then you know I'm saying like it's just <laughs> that's just how it works. Like when you just know coaches are watching, like people are just playing iso ball, and it's yeah. like all right, like what am I really out here for? You know what I'm saying like they ain't really real defense. So only other time I really play pickup is when I went to Baylor. And it was difficult with that because they was playing with overseas balls and Nike balls. Mm. And it's like a complete difference. Like, it's, the ball is – like, if you go to a Nike ball from an NBA ball, it's like the NBA ball – I mean, the Nike ball is horrible. It's it's off – it's actually – like, it, it's not horrible. It just feels weird. Like, it yeah. feels a lot different. It's a lot heavier. And then the overseas ball that they use is a little bit different, too. It, like, no one really likes it. I ain't gonna lie. Like, it's, 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 it just doesn't feel like the NBA ball. So I think the only time I really play pick up with the NBA ball and seeing the results of me shooting the ball is when I was in Spain for like four or five days and we had the, the PA thing and I was shooting the ball really well then. But other than that, like I don't really play pick up as much. Yeah. Uh, I play one-on-one a lot though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got more with Davion Mitchell coming up in just a second, but we should mention that today's podcast presented by our friends over at East Sack Fitness. Let's <laughs> just say... Oh, what do we season think? deuce starting to look pretty good. Really? Just wait. I love that. When I media ask. day comes, people are going to not be talking about, hey, this player had a muscle. This They're going to be like, wow. They're going to all the microphones deuce are Mason. coming up. Deuce Mason, what did you do in this offseason? I went to USAC Fitness, did the functional fitness classes and got shredded. No, seriously, though, if you want to get back in shape, ESAC Fitness is a great place to go. They got spin classes, yoga classes, functional fitness classes, an awesome recovery room. You got to check out their website, esacfitness.com. You can also give them a call at 916-599-3181. Also presented by a New York Times bestselling author, the one and only T.R. Reagan. I mean, I would have read her book 15 years ago if I knew that they were this good, even though she's a USA Today bestselling author, New York Times bestselling author, Amazon Charts leading author, all those things. And I still was like, yeah, it's my mom. So I don't know if I believe it. Oh, I should have believed it because I just binge read her Lizzie Gardner series this off season. And it was the best thing I ever did. And I suggest you do it as well. Start with the book abducted and then we can have our own little book club. Go to trreagan.com or go to amazon.com, search TR Reagan and find all of her books there. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So is it, is it hard to change your shot as a player? Cause like you grew up shooting a certain way and mm. you know, you think about any athlete changing a shot or a baseball player changing how they approach the plate. Like, was it mentally difficult to make that change or was it just something you're like, I don't care. I, I just want to be great. I, it doesn't matter. I'm not married to this shot. I think for me, I didn't really change much of my shot. Okay. It was kind of just like, tweaking the different the heights mm. uh the, the i mean the arc and the, my body like i didn't really change as much you know what i'm saying it was kind of i still got the same form um i still have I literally everything the same is now i'm straight up and down now i shoot consistently most of the time the same arc um but i didn't change much and i think that's what came easy to me because i think for anybody who changed a shot it's always hard yeah like always hard because like you've been shooting like that all your life so honestly i think that no one should ever change the shot. If it goes in, then it goes in. Like, you got to think about it. I shot 45 in college. You know what I'm saying? So I, like, what am I changing my shot for? I just got to get comfortable with this NBA ball. I got to get comfortable shooting this. It's different. The NBA is completely different in college. Um, and just, like, different things like that. And I wasn't really – never really stressed about it. I just know I had to put a lot of work in, which is cool to me because, you know, I love working on my game. I mean, I ain't really doing anything else. So, like, I'm just working on my game. So, I know eventually – I mean, over time, and as I keep working, I'm become a, a, a better shooter. I mean, anything you really work at over time, over years, and put real dedication into it, you're going to become better at it. I don't care what it is, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I didn't really change much. Uh, I mean, just now, just I can't, ready for, can't wait for the season just to, to show everybody the work I've been putting in, you know what I'm saying? So, I just can't wait, honestly. I, I just love how obsessed with the game you are. And um, I remember when we were talking last year, and we were talking a lot about your defense again. And you mentioned that Jalen Brunson, Jordan Poole, they were some of the toughest guys to guard in the league. Has more been added to your list after this last season? Yes. I think the hardest person to guard now is Shea Alexander. Easily. Ooh. Like, easily. Like, it's, he. I think he upped his game so much. I don't know if he – yeah, he upped his game so much. 
from the year, my rookie year until the next year. I don't really know if he upped his game because he's always been nice, but I don't know. This year it was just he, – he was definitely a, the toughest cover, like, over yeah. anybody, like, not even close. His ability to get to the rim, I mean, he was, like, one of the top guys when it came to him and John Morant were two of the top guys in the league getting to the rim. Like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. that alone, like, what what was it? that made him so good with that? Was it being just explosive off his first step or just, uh, yeah, like, what was it? It's a combination of multiple things. I think that him getting to the rim, obviously, you kind of got to watch out of that. I mean, he's kind of taller. Um, and then the physicality, like, he loves being physical. Like, a lot of people don't really like being physical. I'm physical, so they kind of let me kind of get into their chest or test them up a little bit. But him, he's like, he's kind of creating that physicality and mm-hmm. saying, and it's hard to guard because he stops and doesn't miss the mid-range shot like that. And he shoots over me anyway, so I can't really let him get a step. And if he do, it's kind of like, yeah, I got to hope he miss. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't really miss the mid-range like that. I mean, at least when we played him, at least. Uh, but yeah. yeah, he was just, yeah, he was just, he was a problem. He definitely is a problem. I mean, he was first team All-NBA last year. So I feel like he's starting to get the love. And he's just a legit two-way threat, too. The fact that yes. he can do it offensively, and he's improved so much. But defensively, too, he gets after yeah. it. Yeah, he does. I think that he's not really a, a, a pesky defender. I think that he's has really good hands. And kind of like, I think his arms are longer. I don't really know much. But I think he's, he's like a longer player. So it makes it makes it makes him really tough on our lives. So you mentioned you're in Spain working out. I swear, every time you go on vacation, you're working out. If you're in Sacramento, you're working out. I even saw on Instagram this morning that you're like watching basketball, getting treatment, whatever. You're you're clearly obsessed with the game, which is great. I mean, I, I think the the people who want to be great in this want to be obsessed and get better and better. What drives you? Um, honestly, I'm a big person that looks at the zodiac signs and i think that really yeah it's, it's weird i, I kind of just started to get on it and i was wondering like because every everything about a virgo is kind of like me you're you know a virgo like, yeah so I'm a virgo. am i oh my gosh oh i knew we were friends okay Con- continue so it was just like i, I kind of look at it like because i'm i try to be oh, i'm sorry someone's calling that's all right, that's all right. um but i just uh did i close out oh no i'm good you're so good i just think I think I just try to be, I think I try to reach to be perfect, even though I really can't be perfect. I heard this video the other day. It was like Icky Johnson. Icky Johnson was talking. He said that Kobe would try to reach perfectionist, even though he couldn't reach it. But he would always be better than a lot of players because he's trying to reach it. No one's ever trying to reach being perfect. It was something like that, some of the, the, the line of lines like that. But I just honestly think I want to be the best. And and for me to be the best, I got to know I got to do those things. And, and honestly – like you said before, like I go on vacations to, to, and I work out, and it's because honestly, mentally, like people say you got to rest, but I, I think it's different for different people. I think that they say you got to give your, your mind a break or mentally, but I think mentally for me, if I don't work out, it's like it, it, it really like gets to me. You know what I'm saying I'm more stressed than, more I'm more stressed than not working out than if I work out all the time. You know what I'm saying just because I love the game so much, and I know I'm not gonna be able to play for. 50 more years, so why not, I mean, try to be the best right now, you know what I'm saying? Just the years I – I mean, I take care of my body really well. I think that's – I've been doing a really good job of that. I've been taking my body taking my body really seriously. But I think as far as this, the mental aspect saying you're going to burn out, I, I never reach it, you know what I'm saying? Just because 
I, I've been playing this game all my life, so I don't really think I'm ever going to reach that aspect. And I think the more and more I learn about the game, the smarter I come, because I think I have the, the physical tools. I mean, I think I'm pretty fast. I mean, I can jump. Um, it's just the, the little things like shooting the ball, uh, running a team, um, making free throws. Just trying to be the best at everything, a part of the game. And I think that's what kind of made me who I am I'm saying today. So, yeah. Do you know anything about cancers like myself? I mean, for, uh, do, or do you only yeah, know about your sign? I don't really know about myself. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was ready for you to give me a breakdown of, of myself. No, um, we yeah. don't have time for that. Um, you, you're just talking about, too, running a team. What were the challenges of maybe running a team with this new offense that maybe you got better at as the year went on? I think this knowing the system, knowing where people got to be, but also knowing where I got to be. I think that was the that was the hardest part. Like knowing I got to be, like I always kind of knew where I had to be, but I had to run tell a, another person where he got to be, even though he's supposed to know the place too. But I'm the point guard out there. I'm supposed to kind of quarterback everyone where to go like I'm supposed to know every play I'm supposed to know where the five man is in this play I'm supposed to know where the four man is on you know what I'm saying I just got to be and I'm learning I think that now that this system you're keeping the same system got the same coaching staff I I kind of got a better understanding where everyone has to be and I always know where I'm gonna be it's kind of like and I think it makes it easier you just gotta as when you run the team like I said before you just gotta know where people got put people in places um if they make a mistake you gotta tell them yo go to this side not this side you know what I'm saying just Different yeah. things like that. And the quick decisions, too, because they, they want everything so quick. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, just because, I mean, we got a really good team, and everyone needs a – everyone kind of needs not their shine, but everyone needs shots, you know what I'm saying? So we play faster so we have faster – I mean, more possession, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have such a good team, man. Like, everyone can score the ball on our team. Like, everyone can pass the ball on our team, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like we got to play fast. Like, I feel like if we play slower, man, we would – we wouldn't be as good, you know what I'm saying? Because we got all this speed. We got all young players. We got shooters. We got people like Malik who can get in the ring, who can shoot the ball, who can create plays. You got Fox, who's the fastest person in the league. You got Kevin, who can shoot the ball really well, but he can create. Like, it's just different pieces that we have that just made, just made us like, all right, we need more possessions, you know what I'm saying? So only way for us to do that is we play faster I, and get stops. I want to ask you about some of your teammates. And uh, mm -hmm. I think – let, let's just start with Keegan Murray. What's, what's something that we may not realize about Keegan or his game? I think first about Keegan, um, and even me, like my rookie year, I can just press up myself to me. Like when you're a rookie, you're really not, you're really not comfortable around people yet. And the thing about Keegan, he wasn't really comfortable, but as a person, he's getting out of his shell. And I think that's going to make him become better on the court. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be able to tell people because Keegan's like a quiet person. Mm -hmm. So, if a screen's coming, you know what I'm saying? It, like now, as Keegan get out of shell, he's like screaming out the screen. The, you know what I'm saying? Now, but as a rookie, he kind of was like, just say it, no one hears it. And you get hit by the screen, and he's like, Keegan, call the screen on. He'd be like, I did. I'm like, Keegan, you're not saying it loud enough. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so different things like that. Like he just, he's just getting out of shell more. And also, I mean, Keegan works, man. He's a, no one really knows he, he works, but Keegan really works. You know what I'm saying? He's consistent about it. Like I think that's what makes a, a hard worker. You like being consistent no matter if you're, if you're tired that day, no matter anything, like just being consistent, that's what Keegan is. And I mean, you can see in this game, like in the weight room, like he's getting stronger. He's playing one-on-one -on -one with Fox, playing one-on-one -on -one with me. He's playing like different, just different things he's doing just to become a better basketball player. And I think that a lot of people don't know how hard he works just because how quiet he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that over time, people are realizing when he start getting out of his shell, you can be like, man, that's a different Keegan. But 
it really ain't different. It's just like you gotta, you just gotta get comfortable around people. And I'll say that's what I was too, because I was crying my rookie year. I didn't really, I didn't really know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? I was just like staying back in the background to see what, see how the NBA was, just learning different things. But he's getting, he's definitely getting on the show more. Yeah, and we saw like a glimpse of what he's added to his game when he played in the California Classic for those couple of games. But mm -hmm. there's all this talk about how he was playing during the scrimmages too. I'm sure you got to see some of it. What what has jumped out to you about his game and the steps it's it's kind of taken this offseason? I think he's getting more smarter um, as far as like decision making. Um, I think he's he's becoming a better decision maker. And you can see it. He's making the right play. You know, he can shoot the ball better than <laughs> most of our leads. So yeah. you kind of got to you kind of got to like get up on him. But he's making the right decisions like if two people on him, like coming off the screen, you know, he dumps it down to the big and the big makes the play like little things like that. And I think the creativity uh, you see in the California Classic, he's creating more for a shot. You know, Keegan last year was more like a catch and shoot guy and come off the uh, the handoff. He he had a little bit of creativity, but you didn't really you don't really know. But now this year it's like more creativity, a little bit off the dribble, just little things like he make a move now. It's like oh snap, Keegan, I didn't really know you had that, but the whole time he probably had it. He just had to get comfortable. <laughs> That's why I start thinking about too with the potential of this group. Morgan is if Davion starts knocking down his shot, yeah. Keegan yeah. showing what he can do yeah. and taking a step. You're like, this seems gonna be really, really good. And then, uh, yeah. so even going to De'Aaron, then yeah. I mean, De'Aaron even taking the leap that he took last season. Um, what what are you excited about him for this upcoming season? Man, De'Aaron, man, he's. Like he was a uh, literally, I've seen something like he was a top five MVP candidate. I think it's, it's definitely true. I mean, because he's more and more like he's running the team, like he's talking more. Um, I think my rookie year, he kind of didn't really know because the coaching changes, trades. So he was he wasn't really talking as much. I mean, you could see it a little bit, but he wasn't really talking much. And he was injured, so he was kind of like it was it was tricky. But now it's like he's talking more. He's being a leader. But we already know what he can do on the floor. I mean, he's. Like he's playing defense more. You know what I'm saying he's guarding the best players. Like he's he's doing that type of stuff. And and when you got a player like that at that level, playing a lot of minutes, a young player, I mean, we're gonna be. I think we're gonna be tough to beat. I mean, like just because he, he's shooting the ball really well. Like you, just little things like that. He's added to his game that makes him a a, a top player in our league. Like he's he's, a, he's probably the toughest person I had to guard. I mean, as far as like it's harder in practice though. So I would say it's hard, harder to score in practice, but. I would know if I was in a game, I'd watch him all the time. Like, man, if I was guarding him, he'd definitely be the toughest cover that I had to guard for sure. Why is that? I think hard, it's harder in practice because, one, they're not calling ticky-tack fouls. Two, it's like we kind of know our, our system. Like, just like, – I know you're, I know what you're trying to get to. I know which way you go to. I play you all the time. Like, I literally play you every single day, so I know which way you want to go to. So, it's, it's different. It's different in practice, and I think it's – it's always been harder in practice for any, like even in college. Like I didn't really score much in practice. It was so much harder. Sure. Like I don't know what it is. I feel like for this space, I feel like the spacing, like I feel like the floor is smaller for some reason. I don't know what it is, but like it just is just extremely hard in practice. Yeah, and I'm talking about even you said he could be if you had to go up against him in a game, he'd be oh. one of the toughest guards. Like what? Why would he be one of the toughest guards for you? I mean, just because he's kind of like in a similar sort of like say in that same in that same category. Uh, I mean, he's faster. He, he gets to the rim. He finishes better than anyone. He draws fouls. And if he's hitting the shot, it's like, you really, really ain't nothing you can do. He plays a pick and, pick and roll really well. He has one of the best floaters in our lead. So it's kind of like you got to pick your poison. Like, And if he's hitting if he's hitting threes, it's like, all right, like, 
what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't really know what to do. He's a really good ISO player. He's, he's fast. He's always getting to his spots. You can't really stop him from getting to his spots as much. Like, for me as a defender, I can stop a lot of people from getting to a spot or I can make it harder for them to get to that spot. And they use a lot more energy to get to that spot. And it's not the shot is short or something like that. But for someone like him, so he's getting to a spot regardless. You know I'm saying, like, if if he's not, he's drawing the foul. You know I'm saying, just because he he's been in the league so long, he kind of knows how to he he knows how to play the game. You know what I'm saying, like, so that's why I want some, like a good defender's on fives. Like, I'm never I'm never really worried because I'm like, all right, but like he he know what to get to. He's not gonna play with the ball as much. He's gonna get to his spots. He's gonna play in transition more because the other guy's gonna be tired. Like, it's just so much stuff that he does. Like, he he's smart, man. Like, a lot of people don't. Don't give him credit, but he's like really smart. He really knows him really well. And what about having Domas oh. on your squad? And just, I, I mean, I could say, oh, something we might not realize about him, but I, I feel like he's so tough in the way that he gets in there for um, rebounds and the way that he sets a screen. What what makes him so important to your guys' squad? Man, Domas is just like, I think he's like the heart of our team, honestly. He just, like, I would say, like, I'm tough, but, like, you can say, like, Domas is, like, basically the culture of tough. Like, he when he came to our, our team, like, we all, I think we immediately had, like, that toughness. Just seeing him going there, bang people, getting rebounds, you know what I'm saying? Like, bumping people on layups, like, just the physicality, like, the setting screens. Like, he, he, he did it all. Like, he just bring that physicality to our team. It, it brought that culture, but also Domas is really skilled. Like, he ain't just a physical player. Like, he can pass. He can do his right hand, left hand. I mean, when he messed up his hand, he's still – like, think about it. Like, man, you mess up your hand. Like, he had a decision. He had to really sit out for, like, five or six months. But he kept playing. He still played at the same level. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's tough to do, man. Like, especially even on the mental side. Like, like knowing that, man, my hand is messed up. And I don't want nobody to hit my hand. But I'm still going to play the same way. Like, I don't know too many people that do that. Like, you know, I'm, if I was, if it was me, I honestly don't know if I would be like, bro, play the same. Because I would be afraid the whole time. Like, if they hit this hand, like. I could be really out like for a really long time, but man, he took it in the 10. He played, he played the same way and he, he killed for us. I mean, like he, he did everything that we expected him to do. Like even, even, even more. I'm sorry, this thing's loud. It's not that it's, it's all good. By the way, Davion's chill. We super yeah. appreciate Davion because yeah. he's like chilling, eating, hanging out and the cars are going by. It, we actually don't hear it. That, it's not even that loud to us. It's all good. Over. No, yeah. no. I technology. Think it's loud. Yeah. The technology is really good because we don't hear <laughs> yeah. it. Dude. That's the one thing with Sabonis that I don't think it's talked enough about during the playoffs is like, it's more physical. The Warriors played ultra physical. They were beating the hell out of that guy. And he was still like his hand was still hurting. It was still an yeah. issue because I, I think there, there was a lot made of, hey, Looney got these rebounds. I'm like, dude, Looney is just longer. Sabonis draws yeah. so much attention and Sabonis is playing hurt. Like, of course, Sabonis could could have played better, especially taking that shot with confidence, which I know he's going to next year. I just yeah. feel like he doesn't get enough credit for playing hurt throughout the playoffs. Yeah. And people just don't realize, like, yes, yeah, Sabonis is an all-star, but like he he has to do a lot of things on the floor where it's like the Warriors have so many pieces that like Draymond does what Draymond does what Sabonis does on our team. You know what I'm saying? So like he only has to focus on like Draymond has to only focus on guarding, passing and, and being tough. You know what I'm saying? Domas for us is like, he has to run the offense. He has to be in transition. He has to score the ball. He has to pass the ball. He has to try to be good defensively guarding Steph Curry. Like he has to do so many things that, 
it's tough to be really good at all of it. I mean, I'm saying like, yes, he's an all-star. Yes, he gets paid to be to do all of it. But like, I don't care who you is. Like, it's tough to just do all of it. Like, you know what I'm saying like, only person I know who did that is LeBron James. You know what I'm saying like, he did all of it to win a championship. So it's like, like people don't, people don't. Oh, it's not. But people don't really understand man, how hard it is. Like, just to to do everything. You know what I'm saying he had to literally score the ball, pass the ball, uh, be tough. And guard Stephen Curry on ball screens, guard Clay Thompson on ball screens, guard Jordan Poole. Like he had to be that because he's on the floor. So, and you got to guard all them good guards, and then, and then be physical with Draymond. You know what I'm saying? There's so much stuff that he had to do. Like, I don't think no one really could have done it. And respectfully, I don't think no one really could have done it. Like, and I think he he did really good at it. You know what I'm saying? Even though Kevon Looney got the best of him some games, but that's okay. Like, I mean, that's gonna happen in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna out battle somebody every single game because there's some games where Sabonis out battle him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean I think people are looking at it from the outside in. It's like, all right, Sabonis, you gotta grab these rebounds, you gotta do this. But people in the inside, we know that bro, he gotta do so much things that like, we're not tripping. Like we wasn't really mad about mad about Kevon Looney because at the end of the day we a team. You know what I'm saying? Like we should have helped him. You know what I'm saying? We should have done a better job of helping him like boxing out Kevon Looney so he can get those rebounds. But like I said, man, like, that's why I think next year, like, we understand our teammates and we have a, a really good chemistry that we're going to be a lot better next year. Yeah. So then what type of expectations do you personally have for this team? Um, it's a good question. Um, I would just say, man, just, like, get into the same position, but just keep moving forward. Uh, I mean, try not to – try not to – like, our biggest thing is go to the next round and then go to the next round. I think it's, like – but also, I think first is just making the playoffs. We gotta make the playoffs again. I mean, that ain't gonna be easy to do, especially with all these good teams in the West now. Like, it's like OKC is not gonna be tanking no more. They're they're actually gonna play. Like, yeah. they got a really good team. Like, you got so many teams in the West now that's that's gonna play for real. Like, not not a lot of teams in the in the West are tanking. I don't think no one really is like actually trying to get a number one draft pick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like it's just so many good teams that I think the first is to get there, and then the second when we get there, we we've been there before. So we have a little bit of experience and, and just keep going. Like, keep going to the next round. Don't take no game for granted. Um, play hard each game. We know defensively we got to be at our top our top of the top because we know that shots don't go in the playoffs. I don't care what team it is. I mean, like, shots really don't go in. That's why you see the percentages always drastically changing because it's hard in the playoffs, man. It's, it's, it's real tough. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for the season. I know you're excited for it. We can't wait either, yeah. man. It's, it's crazy. We still got a couple months to go. Before I let you go. I gotta ask you one thing. You got I've never seen so a person get so many tattoos in like oh, yeah. a two month span. Dude, I I know you had some tats, but you completely mm. added uh, you got like sleeves, you got on the back. Yeah. Damn. What, dude. what inspired yeah. that? I kind of just wanted to like all my tattoos mean something. Yeah. So like I like wanted to put my story on myself. Um instead of always thinking about my story, just putting it on myself. And I think honestly. What really helped me, like, I wouldn't get not one tattoo if it was not if it wasn't numbing cream. Like, I don't feel these tattoos, so I'm just like getting it. You know what I'm saying? So wait, wait, like, honestly, the, the numbing cream helps because I got one tattoo, Davion, yeah. on my finger. I was like almost oh, that, in tears. That, that, don't, that don't hurt. I mean, that don't help. On the finger, it doesn't really. Yeah, help, like, yeah, I didn't know that ahead of time, and I did it, and it, <laughs> it hurt bad. So you're telling yeah. me the rest didn't really hurt? Don't hurt at all. Like you don't feel yeah. anything. It's literally like. Like I can, I fell asleep one time, like just getting a tattoo because like we really don't feel anything. <laughs> like I fell asleep on my, uh, oh my leg, the recent one, yeah. like my leg one. Yeah, I fell asleep because I was I was tired that day, and you don't literally don't feel anything. It's like it's like you just hear noise, but you don't feel anything. Damn. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, yeah, dude. I just saw all that work, and I was like, dude, that how I mean, that must have taken like hours nah. and hours. It always, it always takes like my whole day. Like, I always do it like on a like Sunday, like when I know I'm not working out, I'm just chilling. Like I rest in my body. Yeah, it literally takes a whole day when I get it. Well, Davion, seriously, can't thank you enough for the time, man. And uh, we're excited to see you this uh, season. Enjoy the rest of the offseason, man. Uh, hopefully you get gotcha. some time to chill a little bit, but I know you won't because you're just obsessed. But we, yeah. we, we can't thank you enough for uh, spending some time with us. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you all for having me. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.